Hi, I'm Brittany Mitchell. I spent more than a decade in TV news before starting my own business. Curiosity has always fueled my success. I love asking great questions and learning great lessons. Now I'm bringing that passion to this podcast because I believe everyone has something to teach us. So let's dive in. Successful entrepreneurs are often asked, what's your secret sauce? But in Megan Riggs' case, you'd be better off to ask her juicy secret. Like many entrepreneurs, her product started as a solution to a problem, feeling something was missing amidst professional success as she faced daily anxiety and bouts of depression. After trying and failing with the Western approach to medicine, she decided to head to Southeast Asia with only a backpack and a one-way ticket. She found healing, and her desire to share it with others is how her business, Crunchy Hydration, was born. Thanks for joining us. Of course. Thanks for having me. So you have to start by telling us about the name of your company. Yes, that is the most frequently asked question, but <laughs> it catches it catches people's attention. So they're like, sure. what is Crunchy? So Crunchy started originally from my cold-pressed juice business, which was called Crunchy Carrot. And ironically enough, it was because it was literally crunchy. I had a, a not a good juicer when I first started. So there was pulp <laughs> in it. And my younger brother would always kind of joke. He'd be like, oh, how's that crunchy juice? Your, your crunchy carrot, your big lettuce. And crunchy carrot to me just stuck. And I thought it was so funny. And then it just became so much more than that over the years. It was, you know, it was my lifestyle. It was a name I responded to. People would call me crunchy and it just evolved into this beautiful, um, movement that I'm hoping to start revolving around, you know, what you put into your body and thinking about, um, you know, everything that you do from eating to how you're treating people and just like a whole movement around, yeah, being crunchy. (laughs) I love that. And I know what I think of when I hear crunchy, that term, I think of someone in Birkenstocks and a caftan, you know, just kind of doing their thing. (laughs) What does crunchy mean to you? So crunchy means to me living a life of intention. So just really being intentional with everything that you do from the herbs that we're, you know, putting into our water to, you know, the bones that I give my dog that he's chewing right now. (laughs) Um, So crunchy to me is just a lifestyle of being healthy and happy and spreading joy in everything that you do. I love that. There's such a shift toward intentional thought about really everything we do in life, where we spend our money, what we put in our bodies. So let's back up and tell people that you're a Virginia Beach native, you're a UVA grad. And then from there, you set off for LA and really the world. Tell us about that. Yes. So after graduating from UVA, I moved out to Los Angeles. I was working for an awesome company doing corporate training and global training programs. And a lot of the companies that I worked with were nonprofits based in Thailand. They had their field offices over there. So I got immersed in that culture and I love Thai food. Um, And then living in LA, being out there on my own, coming from Virginia beach and a super family focused life. It was just, I don't know, it was kind of a darker path, if you will. And I started developing anxiety and different mental health issues And, um, I went to my doctor and I was like, I'm just sleeping all the time. And then when I'm awake, I'm, you know, struggling with anxiety and depression. And they tried to prescribe me all of these medications. And from that, I just said, you know what, that's not the path that I want to go down. I want to try and figure this out. So you could call it a quarter life crisis. Um, but I gave away pretty much everything that I owned and bought a one-way ticket to Thailand. And I was like, all right, one-way ticket. I was like, all right, Lord, show me what to do. Um, and I just 
yeah, I moved there with no idea what was going to happen. And it turned into this beautiful experience. And I was teaching English at a local school and orphanage and got really into juicing. And I was getting a juice every morning and just the freshness of everything that they had. It was like, Mm. you didn't have something unless it was grown there or was, it was just amazing. And so after living there for a while, I had this epiphany and I called my sister and I was like, all right, I'm starting a juice business. Um, I'm going to move back to Virginia beach and bring what I learned from, you know, the Thai culture to back to Virginia beach. So three years ago, I moved back and started crunchy carrot. And then that evolved into crunchy hydration. I was actually working with a local brewery and they said, you know, you can utilize our production facility. If you want to work on a formulation of something that you could can. And I was like, all right, I'm going to make a calming anxiety drink. And from there, it just like took off. And I was like, this is, this is my path. Um, and so here we are about a year and a half later. That is so exciting. And, you know, especially coming out of the pandemic, I think so many people can relate to what you talked about and there's not the stigma there used to be around anxiety, depression. People are talking about it much more freely, but like you said, I think a lot of people, Megan, don't want to go straight to the prescription pad for relief. They're looking for more healthy ways to get relief. So when you started the cold juice business, the press juice business, and you came back to Virginia beach, tell all the entrepreneurs listening, how did you literally get that started? You had the idea, then what? I had the idea. And obviously, because I was traveling and I had nothing moving back. I was like, all right, I'm moving back in with my parents. I (laughs) got a juicer. I went to um, my friend's farm. I got some produce and I just was a mad scientist experimenting with that. And I put it out into the universe and I just started doing it and everyone came to help. And I had all my friends helping me juice. And then next thing I know it was taking off. And so that's kind of my thing that I always tell anyone that wants to start a business. I'm like, just Mm. put it out there, tell your friends, like, have your family and friends hold you accountable and just like, see if it works and just try it because otherwise you're going to regret it. So you put it out there. How did you do that? Social media? What were some of the ways that you did it? Yeah. So I created, uh, I'm not a big social media person, but I created an Instagram. We got our website up and running. Um, I, the more people I told, so I told the yoga studio that I go to, I go to torch yoga and they, we're like, okay, we're going to introduce you to these people, which led to my first kind of pop-up event, which mm-hmm. led to four to five different farmers markets, which led to, you know, all right, now I'm at Leaping Lizard Cafe and we're juicing there and we're selling it through the restaurant. And it was just wow. truly like, like one thing after another, the more people I told and gave free juice to, they told someone else. And I was like, all right, we're doing it. (laughs) The word of mouth is such a powerful way to market. I think so many people think you have to spend a lot of money to advertise. How did networking really help you spread the word? Oh, that was how I spread the word because I had $0. um, And it was all through organic growth and networking and different, you know, any networking event. I mean, I was going to a networking event every single day back when we had those in-person networking events. <laughs> right. We remember in-person events. <laughs> you were doing that very intentionally and getting successful at that. So then how did this piece start where you went from the juice business into crunchy hydration? Because they're two different things. Yes. So the juice, um, the only way to truly scale that would have been to high pressure process, which wasn't something that I wanted to do. And so I started, um, like, again, it just kind of happened with the brewery, but, um, it was just always something like that I wanted to do because I love beverages. Um, and so shifting to that 
and talking with the brewery and then, you know, literally just experimenting with it and having everyone try it, taking it to the farmer's markets. And, you know, we sold out of everything and I was like, all right, so let's, let's change based on feedback. Let's reformulate, let's update the labels. Um, and then from there, we just kept perfecting it. Now, did you do the graphic design yourself or you employed someone to do that? How did the design of the brand come about? Yeah. So we had someone locally help with that. That's exciting. And it looks fantastic. I was looking at your website. So tell us about the different kinds of beverages that you have at Crunchy Hydration, because they seem like they're for very specific things. Yes. So my first two formulations, um, it was a calm drink and an energized drink. And I just added the herbs for the calm that I personally have taken for years. I was like, okay, these are the adaptogens and the nootropics that work for me. Why would I not put them in a beverage? So I did same thing with the energize. I was like, I, if I have too much coffee, I'm running around like a crazy person. So let's use green tea, get just, just the right amount of caffeine, mix it with L-theanine so that it, you know, counteracts the jitters and it keeps you calm. Mm -hmm. And then, um, from, so those were our original two were the calm and the energize. So more relaxing one, and then one that you could use to start your day. And then those two formulations remain the same. And then I added CBD to them. So we have the ohm and the elevate. So the elevate was the same as the energize, but we added CBD. The ohm was the same as the calm, but we added CBD. So, so let's now we have that because I do think that we see CBD everywhere these days. And I still believe there are people who don't understand what it is. So how would you explain it? <laughs> so CBD how do I describe it? CBD is kind of just a magical um, herb to me that it acts like a jellyfish on your neuroreceptor. So it just kind of sits there and it tells your brain everything's going to be okay. So in the beverage world, um, when you add CBD to a beverage, I'm, I don't tell people like it's going to magically make the popping of your, you know, wrist feel better or your knees, but it does help with just relaxing your mind. Um, and it, it's not THC. It's not weed. Like my grandpa was like that weed water. <laughs> it is not. No, grandpa is different. <laughs> um, it's, you know, a different part of the plant and it is just truly amazing for relaxing your brain. Has he tried it? Does he love it? Yeah, he does. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk now about how you scaled it because I'm sure a lot of people listening are thinking, well, I have an idea, but how do you take it from something small, like going, you know, creating batches and going to a farmer's market to, I mean, am I right that I heard you're doing something like 20,000 cans? Is it a week or a month? Yeah, a week. So <sighs> we took it from, you know, small scale. I mean, think about on the juicing, it was like, you're making a hundred juices a week to now you know, in one week, if we're doing back-to-back production runs, it's, you know, 80,000 cans. Wow. Um, so starting at the brewery was nice because we could, you know, almost instantly have the capacity to do more. Um, mm-hmm. but I always kind of wanted to keep it small because I didn't want to waste. I wanted to make sure that everything was right. Um, but now that we have perfected the recipe and we have a steady supply of, um, online orders, distributors, you know, over 150 retail accounts, we can kind of predict what every month is going to look like. And so that's really nice because we work with um, the brewery and we tell them, okay, this month we're going to can this, this, and this. And we just have a beautiful schedule where, and then it's canned and our distributors pick it up. And, you know, it's still just a team of me and our COO, Kim, 
And um, then we have the girls that help with the farmer's market and our you know team of loyal fans and supporters. But it's been a really cool process where we can scale. And this month we doubled what we did last month and we weren't even like, we didn't feel more stressed. We didn't need tons more help. And that was really cool to see that we've set it up in a way that is scalable. Absolutely. So when you were getting into all these locations, 150 retailers, that's quite impressive. Did you literally just go out and cold call and say, Hey, taste this. Would you like to have it in your, your shop? Um, a couple of them I did, but that's how I knew I was on the right path because a number of those retailers actually reached out to us. So they found our email. They had tried it either at the farmer's market or a friend gave it to them. And they they emailed me and was, they were like, hey, I love this. Like, can we wholesale it? Do you even do that? And that's how I would say 75% of our accounts came to be. So do you look back? I mean, this has happened in a relatively short period of time. Do you look back at just three years ago and think, I never imagined this is where we'd be? Yeah, I had no idea. You know, I was used to the corporate world and sitting in an office doing emails and conference calls. And, you know, now my day to day, you know, I was out in Pungo making a delivery and I went to be in the biscuit and strawberry picking. And I'm like, how cool is this that every day is different? And, you know, it can be whatever I want it to be. Absolutely. And that's the entrepreneur's dream, right? Is that you're getting to craft the life that you want to live, not letting life live you and dictate how it's going to go. So talk to me about your philosophy, because I read a little bit on your website about what you want to do through the business. And it's so beautiful. Will you share that? Yeah. So the main goal, I mean, it's was kind of a mild issue at first. I just love giving stuff away. I love, you know, helping people and I would just give everything that I would make to people. Um, and so obviously that's like where my heart is and the passion is to like give back and to, you know, help people have clean water and access to nutrition at, you know, not buku bucks. Um, and I think that was tough for me being in LA wanting to live this healthy life and realizing like I come from a privileged life and it's still hard for me to afford all of these things. And so end goal would be probably to have the business, you know, profitable, making really good money and being able to use a majority of that to implement good nutrition programs in the schools and, you know, have a nonprofit in Thailand and help the kids in those schools and teach them about healthy living and clean water and meditation and mindfulness. So that's fantastic. And when you think back to when you were struggling with depression, anxiety, what really shifted for you personally um, from then till now, other than just the creation of the product? Yeah. So from then to now with the anxiety, well, I can only describe it as like this dark hole that I had to like slowly crawl out of. And now that I'm out of that, there are still times, which is funny because I've started a anxiety helping beverage, um, but the stress of being an entrepreneur comes into play and Mm. the success of, you know, a growing business inevitably causes stress. And so every day I have to remind myself, I started this to help with anxiety and to help other people with anxiety. Um, and so it's just, it's still something I have to daily think about, but I, I just remind myself, like I have the crunchy carrot tattooed on my body and I'm like every day, just be mindful and intentional and take a deep breath. And for me, it's become Um, I walk outside and I think of something that I love about nature. That's like my simple thing every day to like, keep my mind in the right spot. I'm like, wow, this guy is so blue. That is amazing. Or these flowers are beautiful. Um, so I'm not saying that all my anxiety goes away. I just took, you know, a 
25 milligrams CBD gummy because I get nervous talking. <laughs> so, <laughs> you're doing um, great. You know, it's just, it's a daily thing that we're all going to have to think about and be intentional with, but it's so much better um, day to day having all of these herbs and drinking two to three of my beverages a day. Um, so yeah, I don't know if that answers, answers your question. <laughs> Absolutely. I can tell that you really believe in the product. So for somebody who's never had one of your beverages before, give us an idea what it's like. What's that experience like when I open a can and taste it? Well, the can itself, just the feel of the label, you'll have it in your hand and you just kind of want to touch the can. Like it's very calming when you hold it. Um, and then you pop it open. It makes a nice sound. Um, if it's ice cold, it's even better, but you drink it and it is so light. It's very refreshing compared to say, you know, a soda or even most other sparkling waters or functional beverages, because really all that we're putting in there is the herb. So it's zero calories, zero sugar. Wow. It's not sweet, but it's light and yeah, it's just light and refreshing. It's crunchy. <laughs> I love that. I love that. So a lot of entrepreneurs who have not yet started their business, they have the idea in their head. They always have obstacles that they're thinking of. What was something that maybe almost stopped you in the beginning? So with the juices, you know, not having the experience of being an entrepreneur and the cost, even if it was not a lot of money that I had, just putting everything that you have into it is so scary mm. and not having a, a backup plan. Like it's all very scary at first. And that's just something you have to realize it's going to be scary. It's going to be tough. Um, and you just have to, to go for it. How much did your belief play a role in this? I mean, I would imagine that it was big. Oh, a hundred percent. It was, I would, I would say it's everything. I mean, there's definitely times even now when it's still scary to think about, okay, the business is taking off and I need to order this, this many cans to, you know, be able to produce. Like if we're going to launch in all of these whole foods soon, I have to upfront 50, another $50,000 for cans. And for me, that's still so painful. Um, to yeah. like figure out the ropes of, of growing and scaling and hoping that it's going to be successful. And if you purchase all this inventory and so you have to like the other voice in your head, that's telling you like, it, you know, you're not going to be successful. You just have to constantly remind yourself, this is your path. This is your journey. Mm -hmm. And you know, it's going to be successful only because you believe in it and other people are going to believe in it because you believe in it. Absolutely. I think belief is contagious, whether you have it or whether people can tell that you don't. So how have you sought out mentors and people who you could go to for sound business advice? Yes. So I always talk to my parents. I pretty much call them about everything I'm going to do or <laughs> every flyer I make. <laughs> so my family, my parents, and then I did um, my first beverage conference that I went to was in New York City, June of 2019. I hadn't even really started the business, but I was there ready to meet everyone. And the first person I sat next to um, at the beverage conference, his name was Paul. He's incredible. He just like took me under his wing. He had worked for Coca-Cola for 30 years, um, had the most experience I've ever seen in the beverage industry. And he just instantly became my mentor like that weekend, you know, and still now I call him with all of my questions as well. Mm, I think that's so great. And, you know, as entrepreneurs, one thing I appreciate is that they're not only open to advice from others, but they're so willing to then be there to mentor other people because someone did that for them. I love asking all entrepreneurs this question. So I'll ask you, how has your faith impacted your business journey? 
I would say if I didn't have faith, I probably would have given up by now. (laughs) Um, And I've just seen, you know, Kim and I both went to Norfolk Christian together and then UVA together. And here we are finding our way back. Um, You know, she was a missionary in Spain and now she's here, you know, gave up a really high paying job as a chemical engineer to come work for Crunchy. And all of that was like God's plan and having her there and everything that has happened. The more I try and force it myself Mm. or the more I stress or the more I put my goals and my vision out there, it never works. I'm more stressed. More hurdles come up when I just release and let go and have faith in the process. And I trust that I'm on the right path. I'm like, wow, we doubled our sales this month. And I didn't, that wasn't even me. That's how you know it's God, I think, right there. And so faith has clearly been part of your journey for a long, long time, going to Christian school and having that in place. What a cool thing to be able to work with someone who you've known that long. What part do you think that plays in you being able to work so well together, both of you being women of faith? I would say it really helps. I mean, just, you know, being open with each other about where we're at, both, you know, professionally and personally and saying, you know, I'm struggling with this. Can you pray for this? Or we have this big meeting, like, you know, let's pray before we go into it. Or, I mean, just, I would say every part of the business, like even just coming down to integrity of what you're doing and the decisions you're making. And, you know, we're just not going to be like other companies because of that faith. I love that. I love that it's on full display. So I'm sure people are wondering how they can get their hands on your cans. How can they find your beverages? What's the easiest way for them to do that? We have listeners all over the world. Well, first off, we need to get you some cans. So I'll be bringing them to your house. (laughs) I'm dying to try it. (laughs) Uh, If you visit crunchyhydration.com and go to our website, you can order online. We ship to every state in the US. Um, And then if you're local in Virginia Beach, we do Tons of farmers markets, Old Beach Market, Shore Drive, East Beach, the Ghent Farmers Market, which is tomorrow. And then we also deliver locally as well. Well, we are so excited to watch you continue to grow. All the best to you, Megan Riggs from Crunchy Hydration. Thanks for being our guest this week. Yeah, thank you. Megan is passionate about partnering with other small woman-owned businesses and working with school systems to educate children on healthy habits. She also works with local nonprofits to donate warm clothing and outerwear to homeless youth. Every can of Crunchy Hydration purchased helps hydrate a community in need. And Megan's hope is to provide water filters to local and international communities that don't have access to clean, drinkable water. Want to learn more and help hydrate those in need while hydrating yourself? Head to their website at crunchyhydration.com. That's C-R-U-N-C-H-Y hydration.com. Hey everyone, it's Brittany. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. Thanks to you subscribing and sharing, we're now ranked in the top 200 in the Apple Podcasts Entrepreneurship category. We so appreciate your support. So keep on listening and telling others about the Brittany Mitchell Podcast, where we believe great questions lead to greater lessons. And don't forget to leave a review. We'll be sharing them in upcoming episodes, so stay tuned. You might just hear yours. And if you know someone who'd make a great interview, please send them our way.